Praise the Lord. Turn your Bibles this morning to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I wish you'd have been in my Sunday school class, my adult Sunday school class, because I was teaching on strong delusion, and I want to bring to your mind something in just a few moments. But uh, I was talking to a man just here a while back, and uh, he said, I guess you're going to vote for Trump. I said, well, you got that one right. I said, who you vote for? Oh, he said, I'm voting for Biden. I said, is that right? I said, do you realize he's after your guns and you're a hunter? I said, do you realize that he's going to do things to get your gas to go sky high? And I went on to talk about the things that he has got openly and talked about he was going to do, and now he's doing them. And uh, then I got to thinking about another person came to us, and she's a widow lady, and uh, she told my wife, she said, Oh, I got a brand new Buick, but they give me a good deal on my car. And it's got an exotic paint job on it. And uh, uh, I said to her, do you realize that that is a car salesman and he will tell you anything you want to hear to buy that car? Amen. Now what I'm trying to say, people today will tell you anything to get you to do whatever they want you to do. But then they don't stand behind it. Now what I want to talk to you about this morning is prove all things by God's yardstick. Now turn with me to 1 Thessalonians. Now remember something. This is God's Word. Amen? This is not my sayings. This is God's Word. Don't you listen to them very carefully. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1, but at the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as even night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon them on a child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that they day, that, that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for our helmet the hope of salvation for God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which, are, which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, 
warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesy, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in these next few moments that you illuminate every mind in this place with the Holy Spirit and those that hear us today from thy word. Let the Holy Spirit through thy word speak to our hearts and condemn us where we need to be condemned. Bless us where we need to be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, verse 21 says, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. People in general are very confused today. Every kind of doctrine known as being preached or taught as God's truth. Yet Paul told the Thessalonians to do two things here. Number one, prove all things. Now, it's right, it's our duty, and it is very necessary for each individual then to prove everything they hear or read by God's yardstick. Secondly, hold fast that which is good. In other words, once we know something is scriptural, we're to hold on to it. Don't let it go. Now, I want to take each one of these two things that's mentioned here and talk to you a few minutes. Number one, prove all things. In the early church, Christians were warned about false teachers. Now, I want you to watch this. God warned us about what's going on right now in this world. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in downward heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of the truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetous shall they with fighting words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, and their damnation uh, slumbers not. All right, turn over Second Corinthians with me. And Second Corinthians uh, chapter 11, and look with me in verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end 
uh, shall be according to their works. Now watch this. God does not want us to be confused. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6, Wherefore also it is contained in the Scriptures, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded or confused. Every individual Christian has a right then to judge for themselves by the word of God if that which is being preached or that which is being taught or that which is being said to them, is it right with God? Is it God's word or is it truth? Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 verse 24, Take heed what you hear. Now get this. God's going to hold every human being then accountable to what they hear. In Luke chapter 8 verse 18 says, Take heed how ye hear. So many people have set preachers so high they believe without doubting or out questioning anything they say and they say it's the truth. Now, that ought to be true, but it's not. All preachers don't say the truth. So many people have set preachers too high. I sincerely, and I sincerely believe this, every preacher will give an account to God for everything that they say and everything they preach to God's people. That's what uh, some, uh, a person said to me the other day. said, man, preaching to you is easy. I mean, you ought to know it now after 50-something years of preaching. It ought to be, you just ought to walk in and, and just say whatever. You ought to know it by now. One man said, you ought to memorize the Bible by now. Let me give you some. Every time I come to this pulpit, brother, I'm in, in, I have anxiety in my mind because I've got to be sure that I'm right. And I promised God when He called me to preach, I will never preach anything from this pulpit that I haven't confirmed from the Word of God first. I must know it's the truth before I'll ever... I can't, I can't afford to come to the pulpit and preach to God's people or to the world or anybody that's listening. I think that this is right. No, i got to know it's right. And I know it for this reason. God's going to hold me responsible for what I say and what I preach. Now, I believe that 100%. I also know that every person will give an account unto God for what everything they hear then. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, it doesn't matter what church you go to, just as long as you go to church. Yes, it does. Because you're going to give an account of what you hear. Now, listen to me. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians a minute. 1 Corinthians. And I want you to look with me in chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and uh, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now, the lack of personal proving all things by Scripture has been and is the weakness of Christianity. God's Word says to prove all things. For instance, I've heard, uh, I heard a preacher some years ago preach a sermon, and he called his sermon uh, that the 
blood of Jesus Christ is not necessary uh, to, for the forgiveness of your sin. It's the life of the Lord Jesus Christ that makes the difference. It's the life of Christ that gets you to heaven. Well, according to my Bible, as I got in the Bible and I proved this, listen, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. For as much as you know that you are not redeemer of corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Listen now, Romans 3.25. When God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in His blood. Romans 5.9. Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Ephesians 1.7. In whom we have righteous, of whom we have redemption through His blood. Colossians 1.20. And having made peace through the blood of His cross. Revelation 1.5 Him that loveth us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. Revelation 5.9 Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood. In 1 John 1.7 The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Hebrews 9.22 And without shedding of blood is no remission of sin. Now listen very carefully. I do believe that God's Word teaches us that once we are redeemed, once we are saved, we're to live as close to the life of Christ as we can live. Now I believe that with all my soul. I know I cannot attain to the perfection of Christ, but I want to live it as close as I can to Him. But as far as my sins is concerned, it's a blood that Jesus shed upon the cross for the forgiveness of my sin. Now, I want you to watch this. If you don't mind, then, that I say to people all the time, I'll just believe God's Word. Amen? Now, our personal, ju- our personal judgment must be guided by God's yardstick. Webster's Dictionary says a yardstick is, number one, two things here, a graduated stick three feet in length used in measure. Number two, anything that acts as a standard of measurement, judgment, or comparisons. I used to work for Shell Oil Company, and I learned a great deal about oil and gas. And uh, did you know that Standard Oil was the number one guest in the world, number one oil company in the world in the beginning? All other oil companies use standard oil as a standard of their oil then. And what I'm saying is, we need a standard to go by. We need something to judge everything that we do in this old world. And God's yardstick is His Bible. God's yardstick is His Word. God's Word is to be used as a standard of judgment about all things. When, when this election was going on, people would come to me as a preacher and say, Pastor, tell me who to vote for. Now I said, I'm not going to do that. But I'll tell you how you can judge who you ought to judge, who you ought to vote for. You know how you do it? By God's Word. If a man is running, I don't care who it is, if you're running for mayor or, or city council, or anything is going to be over you. Anything is going to affect your life. You're to judge them by the Word of God. 
I had a, 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 some deacons come to me here a while back and say, Pastor, we need your help. We're thinking about getting a new preacher, and uh, we need to, for you to give us some wisdom on how to uh, choose a new pastor. I said, the only one we on a Monday, I'm not going to tell you who to get, but I'll tell you how to do it. Does he believe the Bible, the infallible Word of God? Does he believe the blood of Jesus Christ, the only way you get to heaven? Go by the Word of God. Judge Him. If He don't believe in these things, if He don't believe in soul winning, if He don't believe in serving the Lord, if He don't believe in faithfulness to serving the Lord. Did you know I heard one preacher tell uh, his congregation one time, he said, uh, y'all do the visiting and y'all do the bringing in everybody. My job is to sit in my office and study and be ready to preach to you. You get out and do the work. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I would not have a pastor over me that did not believe in going and getting people saved himself. Amen? You know why the Bible, you know why I believe that? Because the Bible said that you go out into the world and bring them in. Everybody, including the preacher. You want to know what kind of preacher to get? Get in the Bible, find out. You want to know how to vote for? Uh, get in the Bible, find out. The Bible tells you. Now, anybody in that's running over you, that's, uh, that you're going to vote for over you, if they believe in taking innocent lies, abortion then, don't vote for them. It's that simple. And you could go on and on. I don't have time to go through it all, but you can tell. Now, when it comes to spiritual things, it's the same way. We are to compare all that is said with the standard, the Bible. Jeremiah 23:29 Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord? Notice then, we are to test everything that is said in the fire of God's word. Psalms 119, verse 89 The word is forever settled, thy word is forever settled in heaven. Then no man has a right to tamper with God's word. You know what the devil did to me when I first started uh, preaching and preaching God's word? The old devil said, "Now you got to prove that. Now you got you got to make people believe the word of God." And you you get in an argument with somebody that comes and and they ask you a question, man. You prove it by the word of God. You need to prove everything. And I a man came to me one day, prove that Bible's the word of God. Now I can, but that's not my job. My job is not to prove this Bible's the Word of God. My job is not even to prove to you there is a God. You know what my job is to do? Is to preach the Word just like it is. That's all I'm supposed to do. I know my Bible says that God is. So I'll just preach it to you. Now, it's up to you what you do with it. Amen? I can't make you get saved. I used to think I'd go out and I'd persuade somebody to come to Christ. No, you won't. You can preach God's Word and the Holy Spirit will draw them to Christ, but you can't do it. And I had to learn that. Some people want to say we're not to pass judgment on anyone. But here in Thessalonians, Paul did not say pass judgment on anyone, but do evaluate or test what they're saying. Others want to say, I'm not wise enough to understand if a preacher is right or wrong. But wait a minute. James chapter 1 verse 7. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. 
You want to know if a preacher's right or the Bible's right or whatever's right or wrong, you need the wisdom to make a decision in your life? The Bible said, ask God for it. You don't go to some man. You don't go to a psychologist. You don't go to somebody and say, help me make a decision in my life. No, you don't. You go to God, and God said, I will give you wisdom to make these decisions in your life. God's a giver of wisdom. Now, others, we must remember this. Romans 14, verse 10 through 12. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So then, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Now, let me give you something. I'm going to stand before God the same way you're going to stand before God. I'm going to stand before Christ the same way you're going to stand before Christ. And I'm not going to come up there before God one day and I'm going to say, Hey, preacher, Heavenly Father, do you know Barry? I know some things about Barry. He can throw a golf club a lot further than he can hit one. Lord, I seen him mutilate his temper one time. I'm going to tell him Barry. No, I'm not. I'm going to stand before God one day and I'm going to say, Lord, I'm, I've done it too. Amen. I'm going to give an account of myself to God. And by the way, you ain't going to give an account to the preacher and get up there before God one day. That preacher, that preacher, that... No, you're going to give an account for yourself. See? And now think about this for just a minute. There's no big eyes and little use in this world when it comes to, to God. Every human being. You can turn your collar back or you can turn it forward. Don't make any difference. You're going to give an account. Amen? Now listen to me very carefully. Here's what I'm saying. If any teaches contrary to the Word of God, Jesus said, and I am, and I and my Father are one. You know what it's teaching? John 10 verse 30. That's a deity of Christ Jesus. In other words, somebody comes along, I don't believe Jesus is God. Well, thank you. I'll just believe God. I'll believe His Word because He said right here in His own Word, I am my Father of one. Amen? Matthew 1, verse 18-25. On the virgin birth. Jesus is virgin born. He's the virgin born Son of God. I'll take the Word of God if you don't believe that, please. Listen. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. On salvation by grace. I thank God I'm saved by grace, not by works. Amen? Somebody said if you don't go to church and you don't give and, and you don't pray and you don't read your Bible every day and you don't do all these things, you can't go to heaven. That's works. Thank God you ought to do them. I'm not saved by works. I trust the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse me of my sin. That's grace. Amen? Matthew 3, verse 17 to, uh, 13 through 17, on the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is one God, but He's God in three persons. Amen? Somebody comes along and says, I don't believe that there's nothing, there's no, no God but Jehovah God. One God. No, He's three gods in one person. Amen? He's a Trinity, and the Bible says so. Paul said in first in Thessalonians, Hold fast that which is good. In Second Thessalonians two fifteen, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. 
You say, preacher, what's all the concern for? Well, I got news for you. It's time we get concerned. When a Baptist, when a Roman Catholic, when a wholeness and a rock singer and country music singer can all sit on the same platform and take part in a religious service, there has to be a compromise somewhere. You think about that. If all these denominations, if all these worldly people can come together and sit on the same platform and get up before God's people and say, I'm of God, I'm of God, I'm of God, who knows? You know what I have more questions asked me just about as much as any question asked me? What denomination is right, preacher? Did you know I'm a Baptist? I mean an independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist. You know why I'm a Baptist? You know why I'm an independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist? Years ago, Dr. John R. Rice and some of the other Baptists stood up in a meeting and they didn't appreciate such things as they got up and wanted to change in the Baptist denomination. They wanted to change and say the old King James Bible is no longer the only infallible Word of God. We got other that we're saying is just as equal as the Word of God. They got up and started talking about that evangelism is more important than soul winning. That is, you get somebody and you teach them what is right, and then they'll get saved. No, you don't. You get them saved, and then you teach them what is right. And Dr. John R. Rice, Dr. Bill Rice, some of these great old-time preachers got together and said, we're getting out of this mess. And they pulled out and started the independent Bible-believing Baptist movement. And Dr. Bill Rice said, we, are, we ain't going back until they apologize to us for what they said. And somebody said, what did they say, Bill? Get out. <laughs> I love that. Every time I read that little old thing he wrote, I think about this. We're independent Baptists. And we've been ever since. Now listen to me. you got to take a stand somewhere. You got to take a stand. You can't come along and teach all the kind of doctrine in the world and say everybody's going to heaven the same way. Did you know what Jesus told? He said, going to heaven is a narrow way. Broad is a way of destruction. In other words, Jesus came along behind that and he said in, in John chapter 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You ain't going to come up here to me and get me to take you to heaven. You ain't going to come up to some religious order and get them to take you to heaven. Uh, the only way you're going to get to heaven is through the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only way. Now, you say, preacher, that's nearer thinking. Yep, that's right. That's exactly right. There's only one way. There's not many. So if you get all these denominations together, 
You get all these singers that are supposed to be gospel singers together. You get all these people together and they say they're teaching the same thing. You better check them out. You better listen. God will hold you responsible for what you hear. But it also hold those that's preaching accountable for what they say. Now I want you to watch this. The book of Amos says, Amos chapter 3 and verse 3, Can two walk together except they be agreed? You know what that's saying? Can I agree with the Catholic doctrine? Now i got some friends of mine as Catholics who say they're born again. You know why? Because they trust the blood of Jesus Christ to save them from their sin, not the Catholic doctrine. I got some holiness people, friend of mine, that say, you know why? They trust the blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin. I got a lot of badness that are saved. Why? Because they trust the blood of Jesus Christ for their sin. But I cannot go along with some man coming along and telling me that I can't understand God's Word, that the only way I can understand it is the Pope can uh, interpret it to the priest of the church or the father of the church, and he interprets it to me where I can understand it. No, sir, brother. I can understand this Word of God just as good as anybody on the face of this earth if the Holy Spirit is in me. Because the Holy Spirit is a teacher of the Word of God. Amen? Do you get it? You can't just go by any doctrine in the world. If somebody comes along and somebody starts shouting, running around the church and raising their hand, praise God, hallelujah, and throwing their feet in the church and say, oh, you can't go to heaven unless you feel it. Well, I got news for you. I didn't feel anything. When I come forward, I sat down there and I talked with a preacher a few minutes and I, he said, why did you come forward? I said, I come forward. I want to be saved from my sins. And he took the Bible, he opened it, beginning the book of Romans, read, led me to Christ, right down the old Romans road. He said, you believe this? The Bible said in Romans 3.23, all of sin comes short of the glory of God. He said, you believe that? I said, yes, sir. He got on over there to Romans 3.6, verse 23, he said, Away you. He said, but the gift of God is eternal life. He wants to give you eternal life. He got over Romans 10.23, 13 said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, do you, Will you call on the Lord right now and ask the Lord to save you? Because uh, verse, 13, verse 10 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus shall believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He said, Will you do that right now? I said, I sure will. And I knelt there with him and I asked the Lord to save me. I No light came on. I, I didn't fly around the room. I didn't have a hair on my head and my shoulders stand up and, and my arms stand up. None of that stuff carried on with me. I just simply trusted God at His Word. And guess what? Been saved ever since. And I got news for you. I'll be saved when I get to heaven too. Because I'm on, somebody said, if you hold out to the end, you shall be saved. Mm, the Bible says that. You know how you hold out to the end? When I get to heaven, here I am. Amen. You just think about it for just a second. All the doctrines of Scripture, all the doctrines of ways to go to heaven, if it's not backed up by the Word of God, it's wrong. That's the reason that I stand here today and I tell you with not pride, but with joy in my heart, that I'm an independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist. You know why? Because I find out that that's the closest denomination
to the Word of God that I can find. That's it. Do you know what the Bible says the church is to God? It's the church of God. It's the church of God. But if I put on the front of the church out there the church of God, and you go look up their doctrine of the church of God, and they've got a place over here in Tampa that tells all the rest of the churches what they can preach and what they can't, and you go there and you understand that's not according to Scripture, then I can't call it that. But I can say that I believe the old book and everything that it teaches and preaches. Now, I want to read you a verse of Scripture, and I'm going to close. I want you to listen very carefully with me. In Jude, the little book just before the Revelation, verses 3 and verse 4. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were more ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what, folks? When Mary come to me and said, Preacher, I can get you on iPod, is that what it is? Or podcast? And you can preach to a bunch of people. And she got this crazy little thing up here and started recording and sending it out. Did you know that I got people from Japan, Germany, the Ukraine? I, I can't believe where all this little thing is taking the preaching of the Word of God to. And somebody come up to me and say, why don't you ask for an offering for people to send in that's hearing all over? That's not what it's for, people. I'm not here to make money. Listen, God takes care of me. God takes care of me and my wife and family. That's not what it's for. It's not for a filthy lucre's sake. I'm preaching the Word of God that some soul might be saved. Somebody might get born again. Listen, all across this country and all across the world, people are writing in and listening to it. Brother Chuck came to me and said, I can put you on, what is it, YouTube or something. He's got it back there recording this thing and he goes all over the place and preaches. You know what we're here for? I want to preach the Word of God. That's what it's for. I want the Holy Spirit to deal with sinners. I want somebody to get saved. I want somebody to get born again. But there's only one way. Only one way. You can't back up from that. You can't go out here. I heard a man tell me one time. Uh, let me let me let me give you an example. What's that guy in Texas? I think it is. It said, uh, "Just feel good." Joel Osteen. Just feel good. Good preaching. Amen. That's all he can talk about. Now listen to me just a minute. He said, "I don't preach on you know nothing negative." So he don't preach on hell. I only preach on positive things. I got news for you. The Bible says that hell is a positive thing. Amen? Now, if you listen to what they say, you come away feeling good. Oh, that didn't hurt. That didn't hurt me at all. I said, don't listen to them preach. I feel great. Amen? The Bible said the Word of God is sharp. 
Did you ever try to pick up a two-edged sword with your fist? It'll cut you. And the Bible calls itself the sword of the Lord. A two-edged sword. It cuts. It'll get right down where your sin is. Right to the mar of the bone. Right where you live. I don't know your sin. I don't know your problem in life. But God does. Like one man came to me after service one day. You've been talking to my wife. He visited the first time and I preached and he, you've been talking to my wife. I don't think it's right for you to come over to my house and talk to my wife when I'm not home. I said, I don't even know who you are. Amen. I ain't been to your house, but God has. And He watches you all the time. And I preach the Word of God and the Holy Spirit deal with you. That's what I want. I'm not coming to you. That's not my job. Whatever you've been up to this past week, that's between you and your God. All I'm going to do is preach the Word of God to you and let the Holy Spirit deal with you and convict you. That hurts. Man, I don't like to be convicted. That hurts. It cuts. It don't feel good. You know what feels good? When you get on your knees and confess it. When you get on your knees and get right with God. When you bring it to God and say, Lord, I'm guilty. Help me, O God. Put your denomination up against the Word of God, the Bible. And then the Bible says, hold on to it. Hold on to it. Put your preacher up against the Bible. If he stands a test, hold on to it. Hold fast that which is good. Be sure you prove all things according to Scripture, not just man. I love to invite people to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And I tell them every time, if you'll come and let me sit down with you with the Word of God, I can show you in just a minute or two how you can know you have eternal life. If you want it. Now what the problem with a lot of people is they have been to preachers and they have been to people and they've been to denominations they've been to church and they've heard everything in the world except how God told them to do it. Don't be deceived. Hold on to this old book. Stand with me please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name in these next few moments that you'll deal with every person that here and every person that's listening. That you'll convict hearts and souls to know the truth, the Word of God. Jesus Christ is God in flesh. Jesus Christ came in this world to die for our sins, and He did. But He rose again the third day for our glorification that we might have eternal life in believing in His shed blood. Your Lord, You said in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Not one, not a thousand, all of them. And we know that we go into heaven because our sins have been washed away. Because we trust You in Your Word. Give that assurance today to somebody that will just stay right where they're at in mind and soul and body. And say, Lord Jesus, right here and now, I'm going to trust You as best I know how to wash my sins away. 
I want you to be my Savior. I know you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. I know you died for me. If I was the only one on the face of God's earth, I believe you'd have come and died for me. If somebody will do that, right where they're at, no matter where they're at, in their car, in their home, or right here in church, they can be saved today. Bless us, we pray now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 40.